Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Lovely Travels podcast. Emma, good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are, whatever time it is. Welcome to the show. Namaste. Namaste in bed. You stole that from me. I told you that joke last time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I want it on a shirt. It's so good. Namaste in bed. Um, namaste, which means the divinity in me Nam- recognizes namaste. the divinity in you. It also means the divinity you in you is is awesome. Well, thank you. Stop it. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, um, why are we Emma, saying Emma and your divinity? What are we talking? Why are we? Well, everyone knows they clicked on the episode. No, uh, not just necessarily. For us. Sometimes they roll on to the next one. So anyway, we're in India. We're going to India finally. It's like this episode was all should have been one of the first ones, but we are finally off to India, and we are joined by one of our lovely listeners, big fan uh, Anush. Uh, so he actually was a guest on the Thoughtful Travel podcast. And I was also a guest at some point on the Thoughtful Travel podcast by Amanda Kendall. And uh, then he got on to our little show. And um... And, Anuja's just making the rounds of podcasts and and good on him. (laughs) Thanks for listening, mate. Um, Welcome, welcome to your own episode. It's very exciting. Um, Well, I really wanted to talk to someone who was a local, but um, Anuj has like a great story in that he also came to Australia 16 years ago. So... He has now goes, you know, has that different perspective of going back to India and he was quite blown away by the fact that I had been to India 11 times. Um, wow. Yeah, which is a lot, uh, especially for India. He's like, I've heard of people going like twice. I don't like that's kind of crazy. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I just love it. Um, and so we just had a really lovely chat about, you know, what it's like to live away from India, what it's like going back, mm-hmm. um, some of the places we've visited. And, and he did a really cool thing where he went um, with his father and they put together like a list of all the places that they'd visited and then shared it with me and then I cross-checked and referenced where I'd been and just kind of like a fun, I added some more and it's like, you know, there's obviously plenty more as well, but just cool to be like, where have we been, where do we want to go? And he said he, you know, feels quite inspired to see more of his own country when someone like myself uh-huh. likes to visit so much, just a couple of just a couple of nerds bonding over spreadsheets. <laughs> I do love me a spreadsheet, um, <laughs> and I do love, and it's about who, India. I love it even more. Who who doesn't like spreadsheets? Honestly, oh, get out. Organize yourselves. Organize your information. Um, 
before we go on a tangent about spreadsheets, <laughs> um, where can where where can people reach out to Anuj? Uh, we'll check his Instagram up, but um, you know, because like you know, there's no sort of um, businessy element to this. It's just you know, just just a, just a, just a dude, just a good old chat. Um, just yeah, but uh, on uh, Instagram is. At Anuj PH, so A N U J P H, and you can see um, some of his travels around the world. Um, but yeah, it was really nice that he said like he's been to over twenty five countries, but is really keen to see more of India in the future, and especially after COVID, go home and and get to see more of his own country and really get to know it again, which was very humbling nice for me. Yeah. Because I love the, that country. Mm. So, um, and, you know, India can be a bit overwhelming. So some people put it on back burner and say maybe one day and all that. I really encourage people to get to India ASAP. Um, don't wait till you're in your 60s and, you know, you've been everywhere else. But, like, go now and while well, you're agile and fit and open-minded. And <laughs> Is this, is this uh, yoga-related, this advice? No, no, it's just, no, like, honestly, like, people go to places like in Rajasthan where there's all these, like, temples and um, palaces and beautiful oh. monuments and things like Sounds that. Like and steps. There's, and there's a lot of steps. And yeah. they go there in their, like, in their 60s or 70s, finally. And then it's really, and it's really hot. And India's pretty, like, can be quite intense. And so if you're, you know, later in life, you're probably a little bit stuck in your ways. No offence sometimes. You're a bit stuck in your ways and so maybe less open-minded and less tolerant. Um, so perhaps sometimes it's easier to go earlier. And just just don't wait, guys. Like it's such an amazing place um, and there's so yeah. much to see. It's it's um, phenomenal. I cannot sell it more and I would sell it even more because you could travel with me in the future through the company I partner with, uh, Take Me to India. What a segue. I'm, I'm astounded. Um, take me to India. What is Take Me to India and what does it do? Take Me to India is a travel company. Um, they do luxury, boutique, uh, bespoke travel. So basically we'll make an itinerary to suit you. Um, it will be comfortable, it will be beautiful, and you will be absolutely 100% taken care of. And um, it's a great first time to India experience. Um, and, yeah, you just we will put things in the itinerary that you would never have even imagined were possible. So, Elephants? Elephants can be in the itinerary. Tigers can be in the itinerary. Palaces can be in the itinerary. Backwaters on boat, like staying on a houseboat. Um Spending time in the tea plantations, heading to the mountains, doing yoga, whatever you want, we'll do it. Sounds great. All right, I'll take two. <laughs> so, yeah, take me to india.in is our website. Take me to India on Instagram, take me to India on Facebook. And yes, I'm a travel specialist with Take Me to India. So, I would very much love to plan your trip in the future. Um, sounds fantastic. Now, let's, let's, um, dive into the chat between you and Anuj and see where that takes us. Yes, this is the first of many India episodes, so enjoy. Namaste. 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 Welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast, Anuj. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Emma, for inviting me. It's been my pleasure to uh, be invited here. 
आप कैसे हैं Uh, main theek hu <laughs> i am really well thank you <laughs> i just asked how how he was uh, so uh, i speak thoda thoda hindi uh, which is very very helpful when i'm traveling uh, there in india so now you are indian but you're living in australia so tell me a little bit um more about how you you came to be here so um it's very common for indians to go out and st- go for higher studies um it's very very well, common so i came i came to australia for higher studies and i particularly chose melbourne because i love sport um so much and uh, and so i came to australia and i studied couple of years and i loved it I absolutely loved it and i decided okay i'm going to try for permanent residency and then i got it and i'm still here 16 years later oh my so, gosh wow <laughs> and so where in india are you, are you originally from so i am from um amdabad uh city of amdabad in state of gujarat in india which is a west part of india um yeah and it been I've, i've never moved from amdabad anywhere so i'm i haven't lived in different places like a lot of people do so uh, yeah that's it and the family is still there the majority of your family is is from there uh, my parents are there only at this point of time yeah my sister lives in usa though, um now which yeah. is also quite common that which is also quite common so it, yeah, yeah <laughs> the family the children go away but yeah. and then how often do you go back to india Oh I try to go as much as I can but lately I've only been once in last 3 years. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Uh it's hard, obviously hard this year. I wanted to go this year but uh, my parents and my wife's parents always visit us all the time so we sort of don't miss out on meeting them. Oh that's nice. Yeah so they how do they find coming to Australia? Oh both the sides of the parents love it. Like my dad actually wants to move here but it's like it's very impossible at this mm-hmm. point of time and um yeah my dad loves it my mom loves it um australia has been great for uh, me and my wife um and they just are so happy that we are in australia um they love it and so did you meet your wife here in australia was it a love uh, match or arranged marriage may i ask uh, it, uh, <laughs> He, no it's i didn't meet her here uh it is sort of a match but so it, you can say that we were introduced as a potential um partners yes um so it wasn't like we were friends and we fell for each other it was introduced as it but it wasn't by my parents mm-hmm. so um it's different um and yeah it's, i can safely say we matched uh, yeah like we've grown up grown together and we sort of became the opposite now so <laughs> uh so that's good yeah i really um it's very interesting for a western person i think when we hear about arranged marriage uh, and there are some still arranged marriages that are not um very nicely done probably more in the villages and things like that yeah. where it is quite that more traditional way and they're literally meeting on the day at the altar um type thing but uh now a lot of young couples or young people are requesting that their families help them and they still want the arranged we'll put it in inverted commas but it's a match isn't it it's the yeah. uh, you know the families and it makes sense uh, you used to not understand it but 
you know, it makes sense that you would meet, ma- meet marry somebody who's of a similar, mm-hmm. I don't know, life background, yeah. who has similar religion, who, you know, because those things can really make a big difference in a marriage. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it, it's like, um, how can I say, um, for us, it was not um, the same background, the same, you know, she's from a different city. So that's, um, that's sort of an adjustment. But when we were in, like, for I can say for myself, when we were introduced as a potential partners, we fell for each other immediately, right? Aww. But I cannot say that, oh, yeah, we met and then fell. So we were yes. introduced that way. And a lot, lot of the people that I know actually do it nowadays like that. So we maybe call it arranged marriage, but it's sort of never is an arranged marriage because a lot of the times, uh, yeah, you get introduced as a potential match, but then it's up to the um the husband and the like the persons to decide if they want to go ahead with it. And nowadays, um, a lot of the younger uh, are sort of looking out like that. Oh yeah, you gotta find through your family or da 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 da. So that's that's very interesting. And I haven't been back for so long. Like I don't know what happens right now. To be honest, um, yeah, most things must have changed dramatically. I think especially after what's happening this year. Yeah, it's very interesting. It was a great show on um, Netflix I watched and it was about arranged marriages and about a matchmaker in India. Oh, yeah, very. It was really great. I really recommend people watching it because it gave the insight and the understanding that it's like it's kind of like a a Tinder. (laughs) It's like a Tinder but with the help of someone uh, nowadays, you know, And but you have some more help or Mm. family support and, Mm. you know, that the people want it. It's not forced. I think that's that's the misunderstanding. But different situations, there's a billion people, 1.3 billion Mm. people in India, so there's very different situations and different, um, I mean, the, the crazy thing in India is that you almost have, each state has its own culture, food, mm. language, dress, uh, customs. You know, you can if you go from mm. the north, south, east, west, it's you can really mm. experience something so different. And I think mm. most of the culture we see in Australia and the food we certainly get, you probably feel see the North mm. Indian food we mostly get. So yep. from around the Delhi sort of um, Chandigarh, like that. Punjabi sort of yeah. style is is the culture of India that we know, but yeah. there's so much diversity, isn't uh, there? And I absolutely agree. Uh, so my uh, like the friends group, like my Indian friends, we always call India as like Europe without borders. So <laughs> uh, it's pretty much different countries. Like each state is unique by itself, and it has different history, culture, everything, and it's due to various historical reasons like the kings that ruled India like way back three four thousand years ago and it just gone all the way to British you know rule and it sort of defined how everything every pocket of India is um and yeah so it's mini Europe in a way uh, but with more people. <laughs> many, many more people. But, like, yes. if you guys go to the south, like Kerala, or then you go over the other side to Chennai, like, um, you know, you got, like, ta- in Tamil, like, you wouldn't be able to understand. It's completely no, different no language. Yeah, and some of my Tamil friends, 
actually try to teach us Tamil and there was no way like I'm like <laughs> I think Spanish would be easier to un- learn than Tamil would be. Yeah, um, and they have like you have Bollywood, they have Tamilwood, don't they? I think Tollywood. 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 Yeah, so they have their own because they don't want to they don't understand the Hindi movies. So mm. they have the, the Tamil language and you know the dance mm. is different and the dress mm. is different and I have to say my favorite um food is South Indian food for breakfast. Ah uh, yeah dosa idli I idli love it idli vada dosa sambar chutney yeah <laughs> you will get it everywhere and that's amazing <laughs> it's so my husband i when i took him in 2017 for the first time in the morning uh we went and we had the dosa and we had the big black cone one so you know uh, it's yeah. shaped like a cone and then it's funny because we came back to australia and one time we went out and we had dosa and he was like this isn't dosa And I said, like, what? It is dosa. And he's like, no, no, this isn't dosa. It's not a big cone. And I said, oh, sweetie, you know, they they come wrapped different sometimes. <laughs> he just got like the full experience. And he sometimes says to me, even now, three years later, he's like, oh, can we just go back to India? I really feel like dosa. <laughs> like, that's a well, very long way. Melbourne and we can make you one, phone uh, one. <laughs> oh, I, and home food is the best. So you tell me um what are your favorite foods? What are you sort of making at home? Oh, I cannot cook like any uh, I I burn things. So <laughs> or burn vessels or destroy a lot of things. So my wife is an amazing cook. She cooks um well obviously primarily we are from gujarat so she would be cooking that food like our home food and but she cooks really well punjabi food as well and obviously south indian is enorm in like where i come from so you you would have once a week like at least my house would be once a week my mom would make idli and so it sort of kept going that way and my wife also makes uh, once a week south indian food so we always eat it and you know my my biggest problem at this point of time is how do i keep my weight away <laughs> so good food and you know we have restricted we can't go do much yes <laughs> and, and uh, i don't feel pillows because amazing food that i get all the time so, yeah uh, so good i i love going you know uh when i'm back in india it's just the food is is phenomenal and especially mm. home cooked it's so and they always ask me what i like and i say um paratha and so people mm. always know i like paratha and then you know but i was at one house and auntie made like five <laughs> and these are like so what they are is a, a stuffed bread it's like um yeah sort of a, looks like a pancake almost to a yeah. for western stuffed bread so it's like a, a roti with inside would be cauliflower or potato or like you can put any vegetable and it's all spiced mm. and then you have it with some curd and yeah. but you know it's like having a she made them like a stack of pancakes i'm like auntie i'm going to have like one or two and she's like please eat <laughs> you know and i have to learn this i have to stop telling people what i like because then the next day they make all the food for me and then they want to watch you eat all the food <laughs> mm. yeah and in, in india it's uh, a norm to just serve your guest as much as you can and so if you are staying with someone in their house they'll feed you like crazy so you got to start saying no it's otherwise you will be like fed so much uh, it's the atiti deva bhava guest is god yeah yeah that's it exactly, yeah it's done exactly right i have it the written man. on my arm <laughs> so oh, wow. I'll put a photo up on the podcast. Yeah, um I got it. I was there in 2012 and um 
you know, it had been many times before. But this mm. one day I was talking to this man and he said, Atiti Deva Bhava. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, it means guest is God. Mm. And I just, it like, oh, my whole like heart just filled up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is, that is exactly India. They treat the guest as if they are God. There's mm. so much uh, welcoming and hospitality. It's why I love India. So mm. I ran over and I told uncle, um, my really good friend uh, and I colleague, I work with them now sometimes. Mm. Um, and I said, uncle, you know, Atiti Devo Bhava, why do I not know this? He said, oh, I was thinking of that yesterday. I was going to say that to you. He's like, yeah, mm. that's your know, unspoken motto of India, mm. especially tourism motto. And then that night we went to the hotel uh, mm. for a, a f- function and on the wall was written, on the hotel wall was written mm. Atiti Devo Bhava. I was like, oh, my God, like that's three times in one day. <laughs> so I, I thought that's something special and I, I want to keep it forever and then last year. I got it on my arm, so. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I asked a friend over there and he was, I said, is it okay? Like, is it sacrilegious or is it offensive or anything like that? And he's like, no, it's just a bit lame. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) He's very modern. He's like, ah, that's lame. And I was like, shut up. Yeah, maybe it is. But (laughs) if you get it, you won't have a problem. If I get it, that is lame. So he, and when I'm there now, like the next time I went, when I showed people, they were like, what (laughs) so i said yeah it's it's um and for me india doesn't you don't visit india you like sense india like when Mm. you you smell it you see it you feel it like it gets under your skin Mm. and we talked a little bit before um you know people can be a bit apprehensive to visit india yeah because it's pretty intense Oh yeah, it is. It's a lot of people and yeah. a lot of traffic and a lot of everything. A yeah. lot of people are scared about the poverty, um, yeah. the poverty element, which yeah. I understand. Like it's it's confronting and it's hard to see, um, mm. but it's also understanding that it's a billion people trying to survive mm. in a country. And sometimes the people that you look upon and you think, "Oh, poor them." Mm. Like especially I really recommend, I don't know if you've ever done it, but um, doing a slum tour. So mm. in Mumbai I went to Dharavi, which is um, one of the mm. biggest slums in the world. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's schooling, there's businesses, there's mm. systems, there's community. Like mm. um, they have a big influence on the political system in Mumbai. Like, you know, and yes, they're definitely 100% could be better conditions. But mm. those people are actually still choosing to live there. Mm. Uh, well, I haven't been to Dharavi, so I can't really comment on it. But in my city, there is a slum area too. And it's like through our roads. So I used to pass there a lot. And it is fascinating how everything just gets there. You know what I mean? And uh, and we grow up with that. Like we just know what what is going on there and what is going on everywhere. <laughs> and it's really hard for us, like for me to explain if you don't see it. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure how um, the people living in Dharavi would, um, as a foreigner coming into their house or even um, people like us who are not um, living in their slums, going into their house, it's just slightly different. So um, I've not experienced any of that. Like I not go to slum or I haven't done, we obviously pass through because the roads go through them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very, very 
there's quite like feminist sort of um, yeah. old females have quite a lot of rights there and things like mm. that. It's quite a progressive state um, in India, so it's it's quite interesting. But tell me, so because you, when you go back, do you actually get some time to travel? No, not really. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, so pretty much, um, like if I go back, it'll be like three, two to three weeks, probably max. And as I said, I've only been there once in the last three, four years. And uh, normally, so when I went, it was marriage season. So I would go for like a couple of marriages and then we have to see, my, like I have to see my friends, school friends, college friends. Um, and that's about it. Then you just don't have time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now I've decided after we had a chat, I'm like, I'm going to make a list and I'm going to go everywhere. So um, I loved that. We And it was so cool, Anuj, that you sent me that. I mean, I might even have to share, if you're up for it, share what you yeah. put together because I shared it with a few of my Indian friends, actually, even in the tourism yeah. industry. And um, they're like, okay, I'm going to do mine too. <laughs> so oh, they're wow, making their list. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's funny, you and your dad put together a list of all these places across India that you've visited. Yeah. Uh, and I came across, I came along and uh, added a few and cross-checked mm. where I've been too. So um, yeah. there is a lot to see. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we missed out a lot of it, which we yeah. don't know. We, uh, we have to ask the locals over there. So I try my best. Uh, to put everything together and obviously my dad helped a lot um it's awesome thank you for doing that <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm hoping that you know people have i used to have that thing that i want to do 40 countries by 40 but i think after chatting to you i think about like yeah i can still do 40 at 40 but i want to do a lot of india too because i've missed out on a lot of wildlife i've missed out on a lot of east india a lot of north part of india is missing like uh, overall, generally, I'm missing a lot of pockets. And plus, I've all I've traveled with my dad and my parents is when I was in school. So I hardly remember. And back in the day, the photos were not digital photos. So I don't even know where my photos are. I mean, I'm trying to find. Um, so I actually don't remember a lot of it. Um, and it's interesting because when I like talk to you, you know, you were surprised by how much I've seen. And when I go there, people say, oh, you know, where have you been in India? Thinking I'm going to say like, you know, Delhi, Jaipur, Agra, mm-hmm. Goa, Just and then I'm done. Stuff, yeah. And I'm, I sort of, <laughs> when they ask me, I'm like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> and then yes, I tell them all the places and they're like, <laughs> What? They're like, I don't even know those places in India. And I'm like, like I was in Meghalaya, which is, um, yeah. and the reason we went there is we watched the wonderful episode of Human Planet and there's uh, an episode on river people and they uh, did this area, Cherrapunji, um, Meghalaya, and mm-hmm. um, it's a river. There's a lot of rivers, a lot of mountainy area, mm-hmm. but it's got the biggest rainfall, one of the biggest rainfalls in the world. And mm-hmm. in the monsoon season, they literally can't cross the cross into their around their town mm. so they built these tree bridges um mm. and these they've been training these trees for hundreds and hundreds of years some of these bridges are 500 years old and then mm. they've passed it down through the generations and they're still creating new tree bridges mm. uh so and they had one of the only double decker tree bridges in the world and my husband mm. and I were watching it and he was like okay now I want to go to India yeah. and that was we had to go there. So I was there taking pictures and things and my friends are like, where is that? And I'm like, 
yeah, it's in India. It's like your country. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then, I'm, yeah. you know, I went to the tigers in central India and I saw yeah. 12 tigers on eight safaris and they're like, what? I went to Ranthambore for eight safaris and I saw nothing. And I'm like, I went to four parks and we saw all these amazing tigers and then I'll be in, you know, in Muna, in Kerala, in the tea plantations. Mm. And some of my friends, they've not even been there. It's mm. like tea is India. <laughs> you have yeah. to get to the tea plantations. Come on, you know. Um, so it's been, it's really interesting to hear. But you were saying before, like as an Indian person, when you go, you want to go outside for travel. Yeah. And that's very normal for Indians as well. So um, like Indian with a bit of money will not go anywhere in India. That's my perception. And they will go to Europe and America, like North America, all those places, because um, this is back in the days when I was growing up. Like you want to see something, and this is completely my perception, right? So you want to see something better than what you are in, right? Mm -hmm. Now coming to Australia and living here, now I've started appreciating how amazing India is. And you got everything. So if I want to, like, if you imagine that, right, India has wildlife, India has snow, India has beach, India has island beaches, you, India has, like, crazy river system. Um, I mean, just, this is just nature. Yes. I forget about history and that's a, that's a different topic, like, and... Um, so for all, if you want to do that, you've got to go to Africa, then you go to South America, mm -hmm. then you've got to go, you know, to Europe for snow, you, you know, there's so many, and this all in one place, which is smaller than all of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I've started sort of understand, realizing that, look, I missed out a lot when I was growing up. Like I did, I have been in a lot of places in India, don't get me wrong. My parents took me everywhere and that's how I got the travel bug. Um, but um now I'm looking at the list and I'm like I have not done much. Uh, yeah. Not been to places that matters. You know, like in mm. India you have tiger safari as well as lion safari. There's no country in the world has both. You know? Yeah. Um and you can just do it in two weeks time. You know what I mean? You can go to lion and then tiger and you probably see one of them. It, you know? um, Absolutely. Leopards, you have elephant, you have yeah. Uh, rhino. Yeah, everything. Like, yeah. Um, and and so we don't have to go to Africa. You know what I mean? It's there. The yeah. lion safari is just around the corner from where I grow up. Like it's not exactly around the corner, but, you know, it's like drivable distance, right? Like Absolutely. eight hours or something. Um, or a train ride away, right? Yes. So, but we never like we didn't we didn't think about that. All we think about it is, oh, we need to go to Africa to see lions, but they are there, or you know, um, and there is culture is amazing, like caves and cave systems, and then obviously Taj Mahal and all this northern part of India has all those Mughal history, um, this unbelievable part. Like if if there are temples, they are South Indian temples. They are like. I don't know, one of the temples could be a thousand years old. You never know. Like, and uh, Oh, yeah. In Madurai, I went to the uh, Minakshi temple and it was yeah. actually just before one of the festivals and yeah. the oh, like, completely different. The colours yeah. and the ceremonies going on mm. and the yeah. just the artwork that's in there and the yeah. people going to worship. It was just like this 
everyone was there. It was amazing. Yeah. And people keep going to visit, you know. it's. Yeah. But, you know, I think people in Australia are the same, you know. Like um, I got to 2012 was a big year of travel for me, I think. Um, but I also went, you know what, I've seen the Taj Mahal, I've seen the Eiffel Tower, I've seen the Statue mm. of Liberty. I haven't seen Uluru. I hadn't seen mm. the Great Barrier Reef. I hadn't mm. been to Tasmania. And so mm. that year I made the rule I had to go to every state, which I have now done. So yeah, um, so I think the nice thing that's happening, you know, even though it's terrible um, with the COVID, is that people are travelling in their own country at the, if they can mm. at the moment. So that's a nice thing to see. It's very yeah. hard with people like us who have family and friends overseas. Um, yeah. We would love to go back and, and see them. But yeah. but you stop and you make an appreciation and go, okay, what have I been doing in the past and what do yeah. I want to do more of? And I know that you talked to Amanda Kendall from the Thoughtful Traveller podcast yeah. about the slow travel. So yeah. maybe the trip like you saying about going to all these different places, I went to, I was in India for two months in yeah. 2012 and that's when I went, I went skiing, mm. I was at a wedding in Delhi, I was at a conference in Mumbai, then I'm in Goa, then I was in Kerala, then I was in, so I'm in the beaches, I'm in the snow, I'm in the, then I'm in the desert. I did a 10-day silent meditation, if you can believe it, in uh, Jodhpur, you know, so mm. in the desert, in Rajasthan. And I just saw so I would then I went down to um Chennai and I went to Madurai to um mm. you know and I got to experience the South culture and the temples and in this one trip, I mean it was two months, I had a lot of time, mm. but mm. I did. I really got to see north, south, east, west, and um not, not so much when you say west. I need to get to Kolkata. I haven't been to Kolkata. Mm. Uh, I really need to get over that side. But I went to Dharamshala, I saw the Dalai yeah. Lama on that trip, you know, like it's mm. it's phenomenal, and this is all I still I stayed within the country the whole time. Yeah, and you still have probably a lot to go by the. Looks I of do, it. I yeah. do. That, yeah. As you said, that that going and doing the lions and the um, elephants and the rhinos because there's safari in the south, there's safari mm. in the east, and there was a safari, I guess, in the west and west central well. and central everywhere. So you got a safari. I think five different tiger parks, and then you got rhino ones, and there's lion ones. Then obviously south is elephant and all those other. Uh, and then ones. you've got the deers and the birds, yeah. like they're very. Um, yeah, yeah. Even it's, that's it's, phenomenal. Look the, the um, all the eagles and kites. They're very um, spectacular. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. It's it's just yeah, it's all everywhere. Like you go there and it's there, and I've just realized that look. I don't have to go a lot of places. Like I, I, I mean, I'm going to still travel overseas, like not India as well. But whenever I'm going to go to India to meet my parents and stuff, I will make sure that I'll do one week somewhere else. A different um, place. Different place, yeah. Because I otherwise I will not see everything which, mm. is, which I should appreciate more. And I appreciate it a lot more. Like I've started talking to a friend of mine who's – He's in the same boat as me. He's, he lives in India, but he hasn't gone anywhere. And we've decided that we're going to do one. So this list is shared with him. Yes. And we're going to do one at a time uh, every time I go. And we have, like, hopefully we have a life, long life. So we have, like, 30 more years and we can go there 15 more times. And uh, and we can do a lot of places. So I think I'm not going to miss that. 
And so if someone's going for the first time, this is a big question, but where, what's, where do you think they should go for the first time? Well, for me, if somebody goes to India for the first time, you've got to visit Taj Mahal. Like mm-hmm. there is no other way yes. to go anywhere else other than that. And probably maybe do a Kerala or, you know, for in Rajasthan if they have a culture, if they want some cultural stuff. Yeah, and Raj, Rajasthan, we should say, is like, it's what you think of India. So like those yeah. shapes, like the, the Mughal shapes, which are the um, yeah. sort of the shape of the Taj Mahal, mm. all those beautiful windows and intricate mm. design, uh, the bright colours of the saris mm. and the dress, a lot of that uh, comes from uh, Rajasthan. Rajasthan yeah. And it's where the kings, so there were kings all over India, but still the predominant amount, there still mm. are kings in that part. So the palaces yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. You get a lot of, lot of the palaces are now hotels, so you can live in one of those palaces. Yeah. yeah the Udaipur city palace is my, yeah. Udaipur is one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I love good. it. And uh, I was very that. fortunate I met the king. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we won't get that. (laughs) (laughs) So my first trip to India was with my father in 2005. Yeah. And we were going for a conference and they told um, the organisers, they said to the hotel, you know, this this businessman's coming, he's bringing his daughter, you must take care of her. So Atiti Devabhava, so I was God. (laughs) And I, you know, wherever I went, somebody would escort me in the hotel Mm. or if I wanted to go shopping, they would send the car. Mm. You know, I was 17. I'd never experienced anything like this. Mm. And this is just, this is just hospitality. That's not just a palace I've I've now learned, but everyone Mm. was so interested to meet me and so um, welcoming. Mm. And, you know, I told them I wanted to ride an elephant. Oh. I, I said, it's, it's India, you know, elephants are here. And they said, yes, but in Rajasthan, there's not really an elephant. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I really want to see an elephant though. And they said, okay, well, sometimes for weddings we have an elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use the haldar, and, and, but, but, but really big weddings. So they said, there's yeah. not many. I said, they said, we can get you a camel. I said, ah, you know, I've seen camels. So I, I really want to see an elephant. And I, okay, don't worry about it. They came back to me that afternoon. They said, Madam, tomorrow we'll meet you at 10 and you will ride the elephant. <laughs> so they organized it this day. So I said, okay, great. You know, me just thinking, this just, you know, this elephant's everywhere. And that sounds silly, but in Ahmedabad, I was in my friend's apartment and I heard some bells. I heard some noise. I looked out the window and the local elephant was going for a walk down the street. So, so in is, my city, you were in there. your city, I saw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In my city, you get elephants. Like, yeah. there's elephants all around. Like, when just, I was growing up, you'll see them all around. Yeah. Just going for a walk, you know, down the market. Just, yeah. he's just walking down the street. Yeah. So, it's not unreasonable that I thought there'd be an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, true. In my city, like Ahmedabad, you will see elephants. I don't know what they are for. I never ask. So, <laughs> Next uh, time you can ask. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to ask that. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, there is a lot. I mean, we get lots of dogs, elephants, camels, everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, in Rajasthan, not so much. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, because they, of the weather, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they came to me at ten, and the hotel, you know, assistant he mm. took me, and we walked through the Udaipur City Palace. Um, we walked through the gates. Mm. Uh, then we were into the private area, the king's area. So mm. we walked through another section, mm. and then they opened the gates, and there was my elephant. They wow. brought the elephant to the palace for me to ride. 
And then I rode the elephant around the king's garden. Wow. <laughs> this is why I love India. <laughs> wow. So I won't I mean, get that. I can't you yeah, I can't promise maybe everybody has that, but maybe you know. there should be someone who should start a travel agency <laughs> to do that kind of an experience. Just to so wow the, the Westerners and make them tell. Yeah. You know, well, it worked for me because I've been now 11 times. So people yeah. ask me why I love India because I ask for an elephant and I get an elephant. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that That's was amazing. pretty special. Um, and I just, the day we had to leave the palace, um, I cried. Mm. I was so um, blown away by, I couldn't believe how nice and welcoming and mm. wonderful these people had been to me. Everyone wanted to have us for lunch. We were going to Delhi. There were quite mm. a few of the businessmen were there. Everyone wanted to have us in their home for lunch yeah. or for dinner. Mm. One man was extra um, sort of forceful with his invitation, so we accepted and we went to see him. He happened to end up owning one of the largest properties in Delhi, um, a farmhouse. He also owned um, a factory. And so I went mm. to a real – they make clothes for Mark Spencer. Uh, uh, and then I became family friends with them and I ended up going wow. back and visiting, went to the daughter's wedding, wow. you know. So, and then on my most recent trip, you know, we talked about wedding season before. We should tell people. So why why is wedding season? It's like December to February. Why is that? Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know what is it. It's, it's the good, uh, in, in our sort of religion, I don't know if it's true or not, but in our religion, there is this bad timing and the good timing. Auspicious so the, timing. Auspicious, yeah, that's the word. Auspicious timing. Yeah? <laughs> uh, and that's why you got to do before, like sometime in December. Yes. And um, so so it's very interesting because if you are northern part of India, you can do it in a different time than you are in the south southern than us like south from Gujarat down is different and obviously South India like the Keralas in there I don't know about them uh, what I can speak about is us and um, um, we have this bad like bad non-auspicious timing and they are between like 15th December and 15th January so all the wedding are uh, out of the, so all the local weddings like uh, are around that, but for the people like me who are not living in India, who doesn't care about auspicious timing, <laughs> we just go in the middle time. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, we have between fifteenth and fifteenth December to fifteenth January first because we can all get leaves and go to India. Second is amazing weather in my city during that time. So my city is forty degrees plus. I mean, 40 degrees centigrade plus yes. every day for like eight months or so. Yes. I think April to like September or something like crazy. And you get few months, like two months of good, you know, decent weather. It's and cool and uh, not, not humid. It's just that no, no, dry it's just, weather, dry yeah, season. Just, just really good season. <laughs> I mean, perfect, like 20, mid-20s, uh, daytime, like teens in the nighttime, don't get very cold. Um, so that's the best time. And you guaranteed no rain. So uh, mm -hmm. because in India, rain is very seasonal for where I live. It's and, wet and dry. more than and Wet and dry. And you have summers. So it's only summer, rain and winter. That's it. Nothing else. I mean, summer is very long. Um, so that's the season. And that's the, so it sort of collides with this auspicious timing. 
And then there's a couple of festivals in January. I mean, there's one festival in January called uh, Uttaran, which is kite flying festival. Mm. It's celebrated in the western part of India a lot more than elsewhere. Um, and so my like when somebody's getting married in India, I would go and have that wedding and then celebrate Uttaran, which is my one of my favorite festivals, kite flying festivals. And uh, come back and it's the best timing, you know, like after 15th of January and then everybody's getting back to work now uh, in Australia. So it's, it's, I think that's why this season has started. And, and a lot of people like my brother-in-law got married in April. So mm. it's not that there's no wedding. It's just not a great time to have wedding and people from and in India almost every family have somebody overseas right yeah um, if if they are middle class then there will be somebody or your friend or someone close by who's overseas so for my brother-in-law we are overseas and we could make it on December so he was so nice so he moved his wedding in the peak summer April wow <laughs> uh, and we went there in April at 40 degrees and it was fun oh my god it's so, so hot and you're wearing like, you know, a lot of garments for the yeah, weddings. You're wearing the big, yeah. you know, women are wearing saris or lenka yeah. or anarkali. Men are mm. wearing the suit and it's, well, they wear a suit or they wear the, the pajama style suit, the yeah. um, kulta. Um, kulta, yeah. So you've got all these big outfit on. <laughs> so that's why you want the cooler weather too. But, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, it's something that I've talked to my colleague about because actually I, I think I've mentioned to you maybe that I'm working with Take Me to India, which is a travel yeah. company. And so when we said we should really try and arrange that when we take tours, because a lot of the tours we arrange also in November to Feb, it's a good time for travel too, mm. for the weather. Um, and so we, I said we should include a wedding. Like how do we mm. ask people, can we take the Westerners to the wedding? Because oh, it's once be no in a lifetime. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Because no <laughs> I went uh, for my friend wedding. Uh, well, yeah. no, it wasn't my friend's wedding. I forgot. Mm. I was packing. And then I was like, I always take a couple of nice garments. I have a cupboard full of garments. Mm. And I went, I'll take a few nice outfits. I nearly took one bigger one. I thought, no, 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 that's silly. I'm, what am I going to go to? And then the day I got there, I forgot. My friend, um, the good family friend, it was her husband's cousin's wedding. Mm. so she had invited me she said oh, if you're in Delhi you know like that's the night of the wedding you mm. should come it was ended up being uh, sometimes four days of wedding so this was the like the Sangeet night so it's sort mm. of oh like a, it's a party night mm. uh anyway she asked me oh what are you doing here you know you're still coming tonight and um you know, who are you here with I said oh I'm here on a tour I'm taking three women around India she said well bring them you know, and mm. it's just like that. Just bring them. And so I said, mm. I, I didn't tell them because I thought it might happen, but I did wanted to just make sure it would definitely happen. Mm. So I said, okay, I have a surprise. We're going to a wedding tonight, <laughs> an Indian wedding, but we have to go shopping right now. Mm. <laughs> so we took all around Delhi, go trying to buy an outfits. I actually yeah. ended up lending them all my garments and we went to this mm. function. Um, but they, they, and I just said, yeah. We should. I think my mic's going bad. Uh, let me just check. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah. yeah. So I said, yeah, uh, definitely, we should arrange that um, we start taking people wedding tourism, which I yeah. think is a thing. I, I don't know, but it would be amazing for the tour people to see the weddings. 
because i actually to honestly speaking i didn't go to india for a long time in between years when i was here before i started earning a lot and i finished the uni so i actually one of my friend owns a wedding a venue in my city he's he's very well known so i actually called like i actually told him up one day look i'm coming i need to go to a wedding <laughs> uh is there anything scheduled at your place and he's like yeah yeah we got like 10 weddings uh within december you come around it's fine it was going to be this year it didn't happen obviously um but next time like uh i i just love it the food <laughs> Is food you get yeah. to have every type yeah. of if, if you wanted yeah. to taste the foods and mm. that sort of food that yeah. function you get to try all the foods yeah. and um yeah. and i think people as well they don't think that um in your state is different gujarat is predominantly a dry state mm. um but if you no go to alcohol, wedding yeah. yeah if you go to weddings in other places people think that indians don't drink yeah, yeah. you go to an indian wedding in anywhere but gujarat my god they drink yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they will drink you and because of the hospitality because you're the guest they will yeah, offer you drink. more drinks and mm. because they know also in western culture that we do drink more it's it's a it's very um my my girlfriends learned that quickly that <laughs> i was like pace yourselves and uh yeah, it, yeah was, the next day yeah. was tough yeah <laughs> and in india i think no uh, I, I don't know whether this is correct or not, but in India, a lot of uh, they would drink a lot of whiskey-style drinks. So you know, mm. yeah, we get wine, spirit, gin, da 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 da. You know, all these different fancy. I'm sure it is fancy now over there, but when I was doing, it's just very plain. And if you go to like a smaller wedding, you'll be like very same same uh, sort of drinks, and it will be like it's very strong, and you have like few, and then. is a problem you know yeah <laughs> so. whiskey and beer yeah uh, the kingfisher yeah and but the we liked the rum the old monk oh old monk yeah <laughs> it's oh a my god a, he, i i should send you an episode of a podcast that i hear there's a old monk story where it come from oh. so it, it'll be a good listen for you yeah it's um it's actually britisher who owned the land and they started doing over there it's it's pretty interesting how it is and now is one of the most famous rums in the in india actually at least yeah well we enjoyed it and we got onto it uh, one of my girlfriends she quite liked it it was easy to find and i yeah. we'd had it with my friends in bombay but then my husband and i we had heard in kerala you can't get as much alcohol which there are ways but kerala mm. they try to reduce the amount of alcohol sold mm. and it's quite this limitations put on so uh in hotels and things it's usually fine but um mm. just the liquor stores sometimes you can't get so we were going down there mm. and so we sort of thought okay we'll go and buy a bottle and so we took a bottle of old monk but the glass is very thin and we took the glass bottle in our suitcase uh, uh -oh. well in my husband's suitcase <laughs> Uh -oh. and so i don't think he likes old monk anymore because all of his clothes um ended up smelling like it rum yeah <laughs> dark rum through a suitcase is not a good idea not a and, good idea and they also gave it to us in um a cloth bag not in a plastic bag so it uh, went yeah, yeah. everywhere so top tip if you're buying alcohol maybe uh don't wrap it properly or don't 
don't buy thin bottled <laughs> dark rum and put it in your suitcase. That's my tip. <laughs> so just we better wrap up but um my gosh there's so many wonderful tips i'm going to put into the show notes because you answered all, all my beautiful questions but if you could give people a tip a couple of tips for the first time to india what, what would they be so i would say um for the first timers to india just have an open mind because there is a lot happening at the same time and if i like if i say like try hot food uh not cold um because there is a slightly different um immunity level for okay. everyone okay yeah um and everybody has to set their expectations right so if you are going for a couple of weeks you're just not going to get to all the stuff that we've talked about in um like in the podcast and um and if you are going by yourself obviously you have to um just be a bit more you know circumspect yeah. um and uh, maybe drop a rough itinerary um because there is lots and lots of train delays plane delays um there's a lot of weird things that happen in india so um i think i would i would say on that basically you must go with a travel agent Uh, like yes. not your whole trip but at least uh, you know i've had yeah. like my young cousins and things they want to do it mm. quite cheap but i say just the train tickets train mm. and plane tickets really you should book them through a travel agent yeah. because the system is even for indians i think is yeah it's it's very oh, but every indian has a friend who is expert at booking the yes <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly yeah so i always have a friend you if you have to have a friend yeah uh, and i always you know whenever one of my if someone i know is going i'm like please i put them in touch with at least one possibly five of my indian friends yeah <laughs> so if you need anything yeah. they yeah. will know somebody who knows somebody hmm. oh there will be someone yeah everywhere and uh, yeah just have a open mind it'll be a lot to digest in two weeks if you're going for two weeks if you're going longer it'll be even more so absolutely uh, yeah and it's a fascinating thing by itself so um yeah it, it is it is going to be a wild ride but it's amazing it's absolutely incredible india is like you know they're That's what they call it, yeah. and it's true and i just want to share this one for darius because you included for me a fun fact and it's a fact that i love too which is india has 75% of the world's tiger population in the wild yes and they true. have done a phenomenal job like you know when i was there and i had some pictures and people saw us in the cars mm. near to the tiger and they were like oh you know should you really be doing that well the tiger has the right of way so mm. we are there and if the tiger comes then the tiger goes wherever they want and mm. if the tiger comes close to the car we move away mm. and what the tourism has done for the tiger population is in india is phenomenal so mm. you know i think as long as they continue to manage it and continue to respect the nature but actually what they're doing is um they've found these tiger corridors mm. um i'm, I'm going to have to do a whole episode on this but um because the tiger going and seeing a tiger in the wild i cried my eyes out it was it's mm. phenomenal but they have actually moved entire villages because mm. they've said this is where the tiger wants to go tiger mm. gets right of way mm. and they paid the community members and the villagers to move Mm. Uh, and so then they have more space and they have this bigger land that they can go without 
having to be interacting with people. Mm. And then those people around that area, they've kind of like, oh, if we take care of the nature and if we take care of the tiger, more mm. people come and they bring more money. Yep, exactly. So they're like, okay, we'll take care of the tigers then. Mm. You know, that's mm. beautiful. Mm. And don't forget, India is also only country where you have lion and tigers. I d- yeah, I didn't, I just don't think of that. I think people... I think people think of, and they always think of the jungle, that yeah. there's lion and tiger, but they're not. Like no, in Africa, you don't have tigers. Tigers, But in India, there is not in the same jungle, right? Let's no. just clarify that. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to have very disappointed people going on safari yeah. going, so where's the lion hanging out with the, It's not like the jungle book, guys. Or no. Was, I don't even think that. Actually, jungle book was written tiger, because yeah. of Indian jungle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tiger. It's tiger and it's Indian, all of them. And I mean, Baloo? Like, Balu is a, I think it's a sloth bear or something, right? Yeah, it um, means Balu, yeah. they, the Balu is the bear. That's where yeah. his name came from. Yeah, and you get all the, um, yeah, all, all the stuff in Jungle Book is pretty much Indian stuff. I think one of... It was written around Pench. In yeah. Pench, they have a, like a statue of, oh, is it? I don't of Mowgli. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because the guy who wrote it went to visit. And yeah. um, I think he did, mm. like he was an expat or as a child, he lived in India for some mm. time. And also, we may see cheetah back in India soon, so you never <gasps> know if you get. Uh, they, really? Uh, yeah, the Supreme Court of India passed the legislation that they're going to reintroduce cheetah from Africa. Now, it's going to happen when? We don't know, but sometime in the future. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned. It'll be <laughs> fun. Yeah, wildlife is going to be amazing because India is obviously suitable, good, great weather for tiger, like a general cat population. Yeah. So it's great. Oh, I'm, well, thank I'm so you proud so of much. them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much. The conservation in India, honestly, like people, yeah. there are a lot of troubles. We, I think we can both, you know, honestly say there's some troubles in India mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, societal issues and things yeah. uh, in time, but the, their attitude to conservation um, it's unbelievable. And, and what they've done for, they have brought, India has brought more species back from extinction than any other culture, I believe. Wow, and if that's you, good. If you kill a whale or a dolphin, you'll be tried as if you killed a human. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you take they take it really seriously. So Yeah, uh, and I'm sure they have to. Be, I mean, I, mean they, I think it's a general thing in India now because when, when we were growing up, like as kids, it was um, it was sort of like, oh, historically the kings and the, all of them used to shoot lions and tigers and all those things. And we were told in the books. So all the mindset of my generation is like that. Like, no, we can't kill them. You know, <laughs> they are very important. And that's probably because my generation is now older and now it's getting there. Um it, yeah, it is. It is getting better and better. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, it's basically my second home. Um, if I could live there, I, I will make it happen one day. I, ha- I promise. I will live in India one day. It's my. I think in a past life I was a Maharani. Uh, obviously, of course, <laughs> I, a warrior princess. You know, I was a warrior queen. But um, no, I absolutely love India. Um, Danyavad, Shukriya. Thank you for being here today, Anush. 
and uh, I look forward to this is the first of many India episodes because there's just as we said far too much to cover in one episode yes, absolutely and hopefully by the time I have been to India maybe we can record one from there yeah <laughs> maybe we'll be there together who knows yeah Danyavad and Firumalenge thank you so much <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So That's tune in right. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.